I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Ramble Reacts. England hammered the crap out of North Macedonia. It's Tuesday, 20th of June. I'm Marcus Speller. And I'm Andy Brassel. <laughs> Andy, you cannot deny that that, my friend, was easy. It, it was, wasn't it? England were really good. It was much, funnily enough, even though it was a larger margin of victory than the one against Malta, it was mm. far more satisfying in every way. Good goals. We only score good goals <laughs> and a few others. No, you're right. It's it was a very different game, very different performance to the Malta one. Clearly, North Macedonia are a better opposition than Malta, but I think that kind of plays into it, doesn't it? Because against Malta, uh, it's it's the first game um, since the club season finished. People are kind of, you know, re- regrouping, getting together again. Uh, international. So bring up. Well, <laughs> certainly one or two of them, Andy, you'd have to mm. say. And I think there's almost that, there's almost a kind of uh, an awareness, well, there is an awareness of the situation, not almost, there is, that, that England are always going to beat Malta. Mm-hmm. There's two ways about that, really. And so it's kind of like, let's score a few goals and let's just keep the ball, let's take it easy, really. They barely got in second gear, really, against, it, 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 against Malta. Yeah. Indeed, whereas, whereas poor old North Macedonia have been on the end of a shellac in here. We've seen this a few times under uh, Gareth Southgate, Gareth Southgate's England before. Um, when England, it's, I think Southgate would have said to the players, this is our last game for England until September. It's the last game really of the football season. I know the club season finished, of course. Let's go out with a bang. Go and entertain them. And, I, and, and, and they did. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, Old Trafford's been in such a dubious state of repair for so many years. <laughs> I don't know about you. I got the feeling <laughs> that 
England's performance was so volcanic that if they got to like nine or ten goals, like the, the stands might mm-hmm. fall down. <laughs> it was that, that sort of thing. <laughs> that, they, were, they were just they, they, they were just so rampant, and they were playing with such a a pace. I mean, it really reached a crescendo actually at the at the end of the first half, didn't it? That's where England really started to put North Macedonia away. And the quality, I think, particularly of the the, the, the third goal. And then you get Saka's um, second mm. and the fourth just after halftime. And at this point, England are really going mm. to work on them. You know, it's, it's really, really impressive. I think as well that the, the good mood that, that the England camp have had for a long time now matched with the good mood in the stands as well. Yes. People are enjoying it. It's a nice warm evening. Again, it's the, it's the last game mm. of the season. They're kind of looking forward to a holiday. You think about previous England teams, or even under Southgate, you think about the Nations League uh, when they were playing at um, Molyneux, where it was an absolute disaster. Mm. Uh, we were hammered by Hungary, booed off, uh, and so on. And Southgate really felt that, as I'm sure a lot of the England players and England fans did as well, for, for, for different reasons. But when you see... Uh, Saka scoring goals like that. I mean, he is one of the most likeable men in the country, let alone footballers. Yeah. And at the end of the game, where he's got that lovely smile and he just goes, "Oh, I'm so happy." It's just like, oh god, it's joyous, it, isn't it? It is. It is the epitome of joy. It really mm. is. And I suppose we should start really by talking about him and that that hat trick. His first professional hat trick. Um, gave it, Gareth Southgate gave him a big hug, of course, when he came off. But it was it just delightful to see and and Saka for a little while now has cemented that position on the right side of of England's front three and when he plays like that Andy he is one of the most devastating wide players in world football yeah and this season he's he's really added the finishing uh, to that sense of making things happen and pulling Mm. defenders about and being able to to draw fouls there's more and more end product and you know if you told me at this point that he'll go and score 20, 25 goals for Arsenal next season, I, I wouldn't argue with you. You know, you mm-hmm. really feel uh, that is possible because, um, you know, we've said it before with a, a, another lefty cutting in from the the, the right, and I'm, I'm, I'm sure we've, we've said it before about Saka and we'll say it again. There's a bit of the Aryan Robin to it. That mm-hmm. sense of you know exactly what's going to happen. You know mm-hmm. where he's going. Mm-hmm. But can you really do anything about it? Because the first touch is so good, because mm-hmm. he's he's so quick. I mean that, that that second goal, the first touch is perfect. Yeah. And then there's a second touch that's absolutely perfect. <laughs> and the third one, the finish is just unbelievable. I mean, if you're North Macedonia, what do you do with that? If if you're most teams, what do you do with that? It's a little <laughs> bit like the the goal he had against Ukraine at, at Wembley. Yeah. Again, you know what's coming, but rather than thinking, oh, he might have a go here, you know that he's going to have a go and you know that he's going to score, which from that sort of range is a, is a pretty remarkable thing to be able to say. You, you want him to shoot. Yes. If he, had, he, had he not have shot, it's like I was at Wembley when, when Ukraine came and were beaten 2-0 and, and that goal where he spun and rifles it in. As soon as he spins, you're thinking, shoot. That yep. is easily your best option now. I don't care if you can slot Kane in or and somebody he else. He doesn't need telling. No, exactly. No. There's so much instinct there, which is which is wonderful to see. And I found it funny with his first goal, his first touch, actually, he kind of almost slightly overreached 
with mm. his left foot. It would have been easier yeah. to take it with his right foot. And you think, oh, okay. And, you, and then for a moment you think, oh, he is, he is very left-footed. And then he brings mm. out that finish with the right foot. And you go, uh, yeah, I can't, I can't really argue with that. Yeah. Um, but it was it was wonderful. And that fourth goal, um, Joe Cole said it wasn't as good as his volley against Sweden. Uh, and then Jules uh, Breach, our very own Jules <laughs> Breach, hit him with a few stats, which, uh, you know, it did, he didn't seem to mind at all. Um, but yeah, glorious. And of course, that goal was set up by Trent Alexander-Arnold playing in um, midfield again. Um, what did you think of Trent? I mean, what what international... Well, of course, all managers look for this, but in particular, international managers, they look for those little partnerships, those little clicks, mm. because they need them quickly. They don't have much time to play with the players. Those little... Those those little partnerships, as you say, those 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 little understandings. Of course, any at any level of football, all managers want that. But at international level, that can make a difference yeah, when you're going I mean, into a tournament. And those little moments are, are, are crucial. Yeah, and you spoke on yesterday's ramble about it would be interesting to see Trent have a go in that position against better opposition. Mm-hmm. And he did. He did have a go in that position against better opposition. Um, do I think it's quite conclusive yet? No. Um, I, th- I thought it was really good performance from him. Um, but what he has made clear in the last couple of games is he's, he's an option for yeah. Gareth Southgate, Southgate in that position. Now, I think if you look at the relationship between bigger clubs in other countries and um, the national team, say if, if we look at um, Bayern, for example, mm. and when Philip Lahm started to play in midfield for Bayern he started to play in midfield for Germany when Joshua Kimmich um, mm. moved from right back to midfield uh, for Germany he, he, he did the he did the same for the national team uh, for Bayern he did the same for the national team so <clears throat> I, I mean it'll be interesting to see if Liverpool commit to using him in that position on mm. a, a more regular basis I mean we, we don't know I think it it might have solved one of Liverpool's problems last season because their main problem is they lacked dynamism in midfield for a, mm. for a lot of it. If yeah. they had had a right back to cover for him and they'd have played Trent in midfield, it might have made a big difference to their season. You know, they might have made top four. Who knows? The main takeaway, I thought, midfield-wise from this game, though, is good Jordan Henderson, fit Jordan Henderson, is still really, really yeah. useful to, to England. Yeah. And if, if I was going to pick a midfield... Yeah with everyone fit for uh, England must win this game in a, in a knockout stage of a, a World Cup or a Euros, um, I think I'll be going Rice, Henderson, Bellingham at the moment. Like it, like he did in the World Cup. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah, I know what you mean. I, I, I felt the same. Um, but, of course, that doesn't mean to say that Trent's not involved because if England are chasing a game like they were against France in that quarterfinal, you've got to throw a bit of caution to the wind. And, and my goodness, you know, Alexander Arnold could be a great impact sub for England. You know, we, we we've seen um, add the set pieces to that. Yeah, it, I agree. It, it, indeed, yeah, 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 yeah. No, 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 totally. Um, elsewhere, Marcus Rashford. Yeah, he scored um, at Old Trafford, which uh, we've you know become accustomed uh, to see him doing so. Um, a lot of people talking about th- this is England's front three. We mentioned this in in yesterday's pod. Jack Grealish came on, Phil Foden came on. It does seem that that Rashford at the moment is in that left of the front three position. That that seems to be his mm-hmm. uh, right now. But I suppose 
we can get a little bit caught up in this thinking that you play the same 11 for every single game in a major tournament. Mm-hmm. It's horses for courses sometimes. Yes. But you, you can't deny, Andy, that Marcus Rashford, with his goal scoring, with his direct approach, if England are to be on the front foot, he is superb. And the way Kane sometimes you know, drops deep and feeds the two wide men, it, it is pretty damn good. Yeah, I mean, he's a... A wide forward who's not really a wide forward because when Kane drops, he gets to go inside a little bit more and um, it, it, it changes the role for him. I, I agree. And to, to have those those targets to seek out, those that pace to seek out with his passes is, is, is great for Harry Kane as well. Um, but Rashford has been pretty much faultless this season and it just shows how, how many options there are at the moment. I mean, personally, I would bank on... Raheem Sterling, and we talk about when everyone's fit. Mm. When everyone's fit, I find it quite hard to overlook Sterling. Um, he's not had a great season for Chelsea. Yeah. And I would I would bank on him having a much better season for Chelsea this season than he did last season. So it'll be interesting when we get to that last international break before the Euros around March, seeing what... We know what the options are, barring yeah. injury, but seeing what the pecking order is by then, I think will be very interesting. Yeah. I agree with you, and I'm glad you mentioned Sterling because I think some people have forgotten about him because of the quality England have got in those positions. Mm. But Sterling has been one of Southgate's most crucial players so reliable. since he's been England manager. Absolutely, mm. he scored. He scored big goals. He scored at major tournaments, and he's been there. And and, uh, but because Sterling's not playing, I don't want to spend too much time uh, talking about him. But you're right, he's surely going to have a better season, as Chelsea are surely going to have a better season um, when, when Pochettino um, gets his feet under the desk. But another one of Southgate's most important players, you've got Sterling there, you've got Kane, probably Henderson to a slightly lesser degree because he's not started, he like, didn't start the Euros final, for example. But one of the other ones is old Harry Maguire. And he started the game again. Luke was was very critical of, mm-hmm. of Maguire and Southgate's uh, decision to continue to pick him for England. We didn't see any other uh, England centre-half uh, starting the game that we thought might... Obviously, Stones was there. Some of the other options, maybe. Mm-hmm. Whilst Luke's um, not in the room to, to talk you down, Andy, uh, or talk over you, what, what, what do you make of this, just briefly? I know some people might get a bit bored of the Harry Maguire chat, but what do you no, think? I think? You have to address it. It's, it's, it's weird that he's starting for England. I, I don't think there's, there's, there's two ways about that. Now, I understand that he's not let Southgate down. He's been very important. But this mm-hmm. is not a situation like Jordan Pickford, for example, where I, for example, would say um, Aaron Ramsdale is a better goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. He should probably play instead. And he, he's, he's playing at a higher level on a, on a regular basis. But the riposte to that is that um, not only has Jordan Pickford never really let Southgate down and is an important voice, his experience, all that sort of stuff, he still performs creditably for his club. The fact that the 10 in front of him are crap is not really his fault, is it? <laughs> but I, I think when you, when you look at when you look at Maguire, he's been so out of form for so long. If, if he doesn't get a move and play between now and Christmas how can you justify picking him so who would you like him to take a punt on then because Gay's there he's got he's, he's got I like, I like Gay a lot um, right. I'm, I'm, I'm into that but again I, I think 
whether you agree with Luke's point or not about that um, that he made on yesterday's ramble of whether uh, Maguire should have played or or, or not, um, I, I don't think there's much justification for starting him in both games. And also, Andy, if you know, God forbid, there was an injury to, to John Stones and he was to miss the tournament or yeah. go for a long period, then what are you doing? Um, okay, well, I think I think that's fair common what you've said. So we'll see what happens, what the summer has in store for Harry Maguire. Um, so as I said at the top, we won't see England play again until September. Uh, how do you think this sort of last 12 months has been for England? Obviously, the World Cup comes into that. So World Cup, post-World Cup, Southgate's still in charge. He wanted to stay on um, and, and, and manage the team at the Euro. Some felt that he perhaps he should have gone. When England finish the season like this, it's, it's very, very impressive. And, you know, they will qualify for the Euros. It's just crazy to think that they wouldn't. That's next summer. They're building nicely. You look around Europe elsewhere and you think, you know, obviously there's a bit of quality. There's some, some, some other teams. But England are definitely in the in the top three teams, I would, I would suggest. Mm. Where do you think England are? I think they're in a good place. And I think they're in a good place when you compare them to other teams as well. You know, I, th- I thought England played well at the World Cup. They played well in the quarterfinal. When you look at the low points of the last Nations League, which I think it was just one of those things, and we've seen that, that the Nations League's been collateral damage for for other good teams. You know, you think of France losing all their home games in it, for example. Um, I, I think that the, the calendar has been so mad over the past couple of years. Something yeah. has to give somewhere, and people need to be more understanding. Um, but Talking about where England are in comparison with others, I don't feel like Spain are progressing at the rate that the Euros in 2020 suggested they would have. Mm-hmm. I think Germany are all over the shop, really all over the shop at the, mm-hmm. at the, at the moment. Um, Italy constantly feel like they're rebuilding. They're a little bit hot and cold, and part of that is due to the fitness of players like Saniolo, Chiesa, Verratti... I would say a lot of the major rivals... The only rival that I think is a concerning one for England is France. And yeah. th- that they will probably have a deeper, fitter squad when they, they, they come into these Euros. But you're talking about England being, I would say, one of the two favourites for the tournament. And yeah. that, that that is a great position to be in. Mm. I'd be concerned about France as well and Steve Clark, Scotland, Andy. Oh, well, obvs. Let's hope Harry Kane doesn't end up wearing a Lyndon Dykes jammies, eh? (laughs) Indeed. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. 
Get started today at plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. plushcare.com slash weightloss. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them, and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash ramble. Hi, I'm Dion Dublin, and when I'm not banging my dube, I'm listening to the football ramble. Andy, Turkey put Wales to the sword with a 2 0 win. Um, Joe Morrell was sent off in the first half. It is pretty doomy and gloomy for Wales in this qualifying campaign. You did everybody a solid, and you watched the game while uh, having a half an hour on England as well. Yes. What did you make of it all? Um... Yeah, fairly deflating. I think it's fair to say. Uh, once once Morel went off, that there was there was just it was a real uphill battle from from there. I mean, Quite a few the, sendings off for Wales. You think about um, was it Danny Ward in the World Cup and and uh, Kiefer Moore in in the previous uh, qualifier and another one here. I mean, these I don't know if they don't plan it. They're not particularly dirty side or anything. But yeah, I mean, so, you know, they are costly. These these that, 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 that they are Marcus, and we'll come to Danny Ward in in in, in a minute because um, you go for Jim Campbell on him in that well in in that second half. <laughs> I mean, he, he did save a penalty, actually, from oh, Hakan Chalunulu, which was given away by Aaron Ramsey. At that, that point, you think, oh, yeah, OK, Turkey going to Turkey. Then after that, <laughs> Ward, Ward makes a really bad handling error that leads to a goal, which is ruled out for, you know, one of those really unfortunate handballs in the build-up to a goal. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it, hits, um, it, it hits the... Uh, 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 Umut on the hand, and and and, and then he then he then he puts it in. It's totally inadvertent, but you know, letter of the law, you have to disallow it, of course. Then Umut gets a header in that Ward really should be saving, and just makes a total mess of it. All you can say is the clinching goal by Arda Gula, who is 18 years old, only turned 18 in February, is going to be an absolute superstar. He's a great player. Mm. Um, he's been brilliant for Fenerbahce. He curled in an absolute worldie from the edge of the box, but. But by that point, Wales are, are, are just done already. Yeah. We said on yesterday's pod that well, well, we'll see what Wales do tonight, and of course they've they've got beat. You worry for Wales that this qualifying campaign is is 
quickly becoming a write-off. It's done. No, I don't think it's it done, is. I think. Do you think it's done? No, I mean, the yeah. second place does qualify, uh, and, and they've got their two hardest games out of the way. I mean, if I'm really going to try and find some kind of positivity, um, you know, you could say that that they've been away to Turkey, they've been away to Croatia. I think it's about like the content of the games, though, Marcus, because. I'm trying, really, Wales, uh, I really am. <laughs> He's doing a good job. <laughs> I, I mean, I think you look at the, the, the game in Croatia where they should have got hammered and somehow they ended up getting a point. Mm. I can't see them getting anything out of either home game against against Turkey or, or Croatia. So, like, on paper, yes, they've got the two most difficult games out of the way. That doesn't mean there aren't other really difficult games to come. I think that's the issue. And you just think... What what have they what have they really got? I mean, Ramsey. I don't want to judge him, especially given his fitness issues at the end of a long season. But no, he's Andy, been he's, poor he's not the same in both player. of these games. Well, he's been forced into a position really that he's not best at. He's he's, he's playing a sort of defensive midfield position uh, because Joe Allen's not there anymore, and that's far from ideal. Yeah. Well, I mean, I assume his injuries are taking his. Uh, taking their top because I mean he's only 32 but he does look way off the pace but I, maybe they need at the start of every game now they play in qualification they need one of those rousing speeches by Michael Sheen to get them going I reckon oh for real yeah yeah I think that would yeah I think that might be the only hope they have um Northern Ireland oh no Northern Ireland it's again we talk about it slipping away from Wales real concern now that it's going to be the same for Northern Ireland um they were beaten one 0 by Kazakhstan, and the goal was George Ware esque. It was an absolute beauty. Oh, we have to give it up for Embitov, who, as you said, scored an extraordinary goal. But then again, you think of when they beat Denmark earlier in in the competition, and a couple of the mm. goals they scored in that were extraordinary. It's like Kazakhstan are having their own goal of UEFA qualifying competition between themselves. It was it, 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 it's it's an absolute beauty and just gutting for Northern Ireland. Um, the scenes of celebration were incredible, but yeah, like to lose so close to the end of the game and and a home game in which they'd have probably earmarked as this is one we can get all three points. It's looking pretty bleak for them. You 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 have to say, Andy. Some some sad news um, in the uh, the France won Greece nil game. Not sad because France won. That was to be expected. Uh, but Antonio Matthieu Lahoz, the Spanish referee who has been compared to Mike Dean, the Spanish Mike Dean, uh, we might call him. Ball chap. I'm sure if you Google him now, everybody will go, oh that guy. Uh, he's refereed his last game. He has and, got a little uh, red card in there, didn't he? He's, he's, he certainly did. He should have got a little red card in there earlier. Mavropanos well. got away with a booking for for for, for kicking Griezmann in the face before well. before he later committed a professional foul. I mean, he got full yeah. value from his second booking. <laughs> uh, let, 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 let's put it that way. But Laos, uh gave what can only be described as a, an eccentric performance, which I guess all his many fans out there would have absolutely loved to see because his his last game in La Liga, of course, his family were there and he got guard of honour off and he was very teary and all the rest of it. He, he went on at length afterwards about how he was being forced to retire by uh, La Liga against his, his, his will because he, he wasn't ready to go. Um, but it, it was funny because he didn't book a single person in mm. that last game in La Liga. And as someone described it on Twitter at the time, 
It's like uh, a bloke who goes on a, a really extra, uh, who has a really extravagant stag do put on for him, and then decides, no, nah, I, I don't think I'll have a drink this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, Andy, careful what you say, because you and I are both that guy. Yes. Whereas this this time. He, uh, he he went mad in duty free. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> you know, you're, you're looking at you're looking at um, uh, daft penalties uh, given, yeah. daft penalties not given. Um, yeah, yeah the, the the old red card for Ago, and uh, yeah, the fact that he uh, did 14 minutes of injury time. So, you know, want to get your money's worth. My goodness. I did, you know, just very briefly going back to England and North Macedonia, I did quite like it that the referee referee blew up at 90 minutes, didn't play any injury time. Oh, yeah, the old Bundesliga sympathy whistle. I'm a fan Although, of that. Yeah. that really is actually quite unprofessional, so I think we need um, some sort of inquiry there. Because um, I wanted eight. Uh, Slash Andy, nine. Strange scenes. <laughs> yeah. Strange scenes in the Belgium team. Uh, I don't know if you've heard this, ladies and gentlemen, but Thibaut Courtois refused to travel with the team to Estonia because he feels offended over not being given the captaincy in their game against Austria on Saturday. Does that sound like the Thibaut Courtois that you know and love, Andy? Yep, it certainly does. <laughs> what on earth is this about? I, I Do you know any more? I mean, this is well, just... Well, Tedesco said what he was going to do yeah. is give Lukaku the captaincy on Saturday... And then for for the second game in Estonia, give give Courtois the armband, and he said um, Tedesco said uh, you know he's the best goalkeeper in the world, he's a great bloke, we get on great. And then he turns around and says this, and he says I'm I'm, I'm just shocked because he he said he was offended after the game, so b- before the bit where he gets the armband, he says actually I'm I'm I'm, I'm offended that I, I I didn't get it for the for the first game as well. <laughs> I mean. Uh, the, th- yeah. the, the amazing thing is, uh, Courtois' dad tried to make an excuse for him. He said, oh, he's, he came out to the press and said, he's got a leg injury. And Tedesco said, look, I, I can't lie. He's not got an injury. This is what happened. And so Tedesco's kind of... Uh, Tedesco gave him a dead leg, He'd have been maybe. totally transparent or ratted him out, depending on which way you look at it. But uh, Courtois Senior has, has, has done a great job of uh, writing him a note when there's uh, nothing wrong with him there. I, mean, I, I, I wish my dad had done that for me when I was at school. <laughs> what a silly sausage. Um, Andy, uh, staying uh, with uh, the ridiculous, did you see, uh, and we forgot to mention this on yesterday's pod actually, um, that, that Phil Neville um, got himself a silver medal with the Canada, um, the Canada national team in the CONCACAF Nations League. Interesting choice of headline, Marcus. As Interesting they... <laughs> choice of headline. <laughs> As they only lost 2-0 to the US in the final. So uh really is it, among the medals is, once again. <laughs> <laughs> and it's an honour to have mm. following Balogun's first international goal scored against you, I would argue. Oh dear. Look, there'll there be more Fizzer chat, I'm sure, um, coming out of Canada. As soon as we stop recording, because Marcus won't let yeah. me go. <laughs> I'm actually tied to a chair at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> watching into Miami highlights on a loop. Don't worry, Andy. Stockholm Syndrome will uh, kick in soon <laughs> enough. Thank you for listening to Ramble Reacts, everybody. Uh, do find us on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube at Football Ramble. And remember to subscribe on your podcast app. We have our best of part two uh, Football Ramble this season coming out tomorrow. Fear not, though. There is more 
international football tomorrow night. You cannot take your eyes off it. Uh, the Bonnie Scots are in action um, among some other big teams, such as Portugal, the aforementioned Belgium. And I'll let you do your own research from now. Um, so there we are. Thank you very much. Uh, it'll soon be time for the Women's World Cup, and then it'll soon be time for the Premier League, and it'll soon be Christmas. You cannot take your eyes off the football. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. It'll soon be Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, it's been an absolute pleasure have tons of fun thank you Andy Brassel thank you uh, and thank you everybody don't miss out on tomorrow's pod of course see you later The Football Ramble is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.